Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I wanted to ask you about your experience with meditation. Many years ago, you're 10 years old now, but many years ago you did start with, was it Smiling Minds, the app? Yes, it was called Smiling Minds. And um, why, why did you use the meditation back then, if can you remember? Well, I used it mainly because I had nightmares and it wasn't just back then. I think I have used it maybe once or twice, three times this year so far when I have, like, nightmares. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mindful Venturing. On this week's episode, we talk about how to develop a beginner's mindset when it comes to meditation and mindfulness. The beginner's mindset is not just about when you start out with meditation or mindfulness. It's really about how to get yourself in the right mindset and headspace when you're trying to be mindful. To help bring this to life, we have a special guest who you've just heard from. That's my son. And we'll also check in with Steve Huey, the founder who joined us a few episodes ago to kickstart his meditation journey. Thanks so much for joining me again. And thanks so much for writing in and leaving me with your feedback. I heard from quite a few of you how much of a challenge it was to start or even maintain your meditations and it's because of those comments that I decided to talk about this concept of the beginner's mind and uh, also that gives us a good opportunity to check in with Steve and uh, as I said talk to our special guest. Quick note before we get started if I could ask for a couple of minutes of your time to rate or review us on iTunes that'd be a really great help. It will help others find the show and it only takes a couple of minutes. If you're really pressed for time, just give it a star rating. And as I said, the link is in the show notes. Thanks so much. You know, as adults, it's only natural, I think, when we sit down to do something to think about it and analyse it and sometimes overanalyse it. trying to be mindful and do things like meditation, what I'm hearing from everyone is that it's getting difficult right now to switch off. It's getting difficult to even find those few moments of peace to yourself. And I get it. Even if we weren't living through a pandemic, these things are very common in you know all of our busy lives. And it's tempting to think, well, if I sit down and I do take some time out, will this meditation thing work? Um, How will I know? And I think it all comes back to the stories that we tell ourselves, which is a recurring theme already on this podcast. So that's why I thought I would kick off this episode by interviewing my son who has been meditating for quite some time and especially when he's felt that he's really needed it. So let's briefly go back to him and his nightmares. All right so I remember at that time you used to actually really ask for it 
Yes. Every night. Yeah. Well, not every night, but some nights, definitely, yeah. So. And mm. how do you think or why do you think that doing that meditation before bed helped? Well, it definitely helped, like, calm me down because usually, like, they always do deep breathing and stuff that usually helps me a lot. Do you think the breathing helped? Yeah, just calming me down because, you know, like those things, you know they aren't real, but still, mm. you just calm me down. And how long did those meditations go for each night? They'd go, well, there are lots of ranges of times because some of them went for like two to three minutes, some went from five minutes. I think some of them rarely I think a couple of them were like lots of activities joined together for a whole 10 minute session. And yeah, so I sometimes did those, I did a variety of them. It's amazing to hear how confident he sounds about meditation and the benefits that it gives him. I'm so really proud of him for you know, years ago, trusting us and and giving it a go. And I think the main reason he he did that was because kids have that natural curiosity about new things. They're more willing to give things a try and aren't, you know, bringing obviously years of baggage or experience or preconceived ideas about things. And this is covered really well in a nice headspace animation, which I've linked to in the episode notes. Towards the end of it, it talks about how kids uh, aren't thinking. They bring a sense of curiosity and wonder to new experiences, which is actually great advice for us grown-ups, not just in the meditation and mindfulness context, but life in general. And this links back to this idea of cultivating a beginner's mind. And there's a nice article which I've linked to in the episode notes, which talks about the emu- emulating the wonder of children. It says, um, A child's world is fresh and new and beautiful, full of wonder and excitement. It is our misfortune that for most of us, that clear-eyed vision, that true instinct for what is beautiful and awe-inspiring is dimmed and even lost before we reach adulthood. It goes on to say, I would ask that the gift to each child in the world be a sense of wonder so indestructible that it would last throughout life. So, okay. Um, unrealistic, probably, to have that uh, childlike wonder or even need to through, you know, most of our days. But when you're trying to be mindful, when you're trying to be meditative or anything like that, this is when I want you to really try very hard to have that sense of curiosity. It's something which more and more uh, a lot of the meditation writings is, are coming back to is to encourage us adults to let go of our expectations and just be curious. So speaking of adults and their expectations, let's now hear from Steve Huey, who, if you recall in the second episode, was really looking for help in giving meditation a try. Let's see how we got on. Hello and welcome back, Steve. How are you? 
I'm really well. Hi, Prashant. Good to see you again. Um, and we mentioned last time that you were going to give meditation more of a try. Yes. Um, you'd had a bit of a try before. You tried the Headspace app. And we talked about um, what, what approach you might take and what, what works and what doesn't work for others and what might work for you. So um, just thought I might get started by just asking you how you are. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really well. Um, much, much relaxed still, still pretty relaxed. I guess last time we were pretty relaxed as well. Uh, I've actually re-signed on to Headspace uh, Plus because mm-hmm. I, I remember I had this 25% offer code that they had sent me back in <laughs> May. Yes. And I gave it, well, and it, it works, so I'm back <laughs> on the subscription plan. Steve, only you would remember as the deal king. Uh, yeah. A, a promo code that you got back, what, three months ago? <laughs> yep, yep. The magic was that it worked. I, I reckon if it didn't work, you'll be like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to sign up again. But it worked. I'm, I'm, I'm back on board. <laughs> right. Well, that is definitely feedback for Headspace. Keep those promo codes active for many months because you never yes. know. There's always yes. someone there who remembers and does has still got the email. Yes. And because you just want the customer to come back, which is the ultimate aim. Uh, and I, I did a, a couple of sessions, only two mm-hmm. uh, in the last week. And I think the, what's going through my head is like, I think it's a bit like, say, the, the metaphor is still like exercise. Mm-hmm. If you're exercising at the start, you're not seeing any results. But mentally, you feel good knowing that you have done that exercise. Yeah. Because it's part of that routine and rhythm. So what I have done is I, I felt good by doing the meditation. But mm. I, I yet, I must say honestly, I yet unsure if the meditation providing benefits. Yeah. But just by doing it, because I wanted to do it, and I got it done, meant that I feel better from that. Yeah, sure. So the thing we talked about last time was just getting started. Yeah. And so you've definitely ticked that box. So well done. You mentioned you did a couple of sessions. Did you um, go anywhere? Like, where did you go to do your meditation? Was it the same place or a different place? Or what time of day did you do it? hmm. Uh, Still still around the house. I didn't want to go somewhere special that meant that you had to go back there. So I didn't want to, like, go to the beach or go somewhere to do it. It meant that next time you wanted to do your meditation, you had to try and recreate. So I I did it around the house. So uh, one session was in the backyard. Um, It was just when... It was sort of sunsetty time. So mm-hmm. when I got out there, it was still sunny in my spot. So I picked a 10-minute meditation, and I think by the time we got seven or eight minutes, the, the sun had moved, and it started feeling cold. <laughs> you start thinking, <laughs> well, how long is this 10-minute session going to take? Yeah, um, yeah. But the magic is then the second session, I, I did it only for three-minute session. Yep, yep. I would say maybe 10-minute minutes versus three minutes. The effect is very similar. Yeah. For, for, so it doesn't, not really the time. It's actually you have slowed everything down. Um, and I think Headspace does this in such a way that you can't even tell. They must, they must have a start and an end, and then mm-hmm. they must have a filler. That's and right. The filler yeah. must be whichever length of time you choose. So you can't even tell that the three-minute one and the 10-minute one was any different. We'll go back to Steve in a moment. 
One of the things I wanted to pick up on that he mentioned was just having that challenge of focusing during the meditations. Here's um, what my son uh, did when he was faced with a similar issue. If you can remember back to when you used to do them more regularly, mm-hmm. what were you thinking about when the meditation is going on? What were you focusing on? I was, on my mind would very, like, not just occasionally, like, very all the time get distracted off what I was trying to focus on. Not necessarily on the creepy things, just when I thought about one thing, suddenly I was completely distracted and then the instant the voice sort of like pulled me back. The the voice as in the 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 smiling minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the guy who says stuff. You know, that happens a lot to people, even to me. Hmm. You do get those distracting thoughts. They talk about it. Uh, in the, the yeah, that's yeah. right. And what did you do with the? How did you overcome that? Well, I just tried to focus a lot on exactly what they were saying, and I tried to try not extremely hard, but just try with as much effort as I felt comfortable with to try and like get rid of the distractions and stuff. Did you do you think you got better over time? Um, yes, definitely. I can tell you, I, I could tell you were trying really hard because you were a bit worried about those nightmares and things like that coming back. And I could tell you were really focused during that those meditations. Hmm. Do you think it like how how quickly do you think it helped you or do you think it was just something that you just got to do a routine of doing? I didn't get into the routine. Well, I did kind of in that, like, nightmares and bad dreams and worrying, but kind of a routine then, but, yeah. And now that you've been through that, I've noticed you're not using the meditation as much, which is okay. Mm. Do you think your experience now, you know, did work for you? Do you think you would go back to it if you had... You know, issues and things like that? Yes, definitely. Why, why I, I is that? I'll go back to it because it really helps me. Isn't that great? He says, because it really helps me. And that's really true because he hasn't had a lot of issues, thank goodness. But when he has over the last two or three years, you know, trouble with kids at school or anything like that, and he's agitated before bed, he does frequently turn to meditation. What I also noticed is he was aware of those distractions when they came during the meditation, but he wasn't bothered by them. He put the distractions aside or really tried to put the distractions aside and just got on with it. And of course, you know, he's a kid, so he's used to people telling him what to do um, at school and sometimes at home. But it's a reminder that even as grown-ups, we need to be learners, put ourselves into that learner mindset. So if there's a voice inside your head or a voice from an app that you've put on that says, focus on your breath, just try to do exactly that because that's what a kid does. Let's go back to Steve. Look, that's great. And if you... You know, if you think that a three-minute block is is useful for you to get started, do it. 
Um, it's interesting. Three minutes, you normally don't think you can get anything done in three minutes. No, just this piece. So I wonder what you were what you were up against in a way was your your you were you were in the ten minute ones or the longer ones, and you were thinking about that, and you were thinking about well, I've got to really focus because this is a ten minute block and it's a long time. And as you say, you sort of noticed around the seven or eight minutes um, that it is you know uh, a, a a long time to sit there and and go through it. So I, I think for you, just start with those three minute blocks, mm. and that might actually encourage you to do it uh, more often as well. Yes, I, I think so. Uh, so I think that this next challenge is uh, going to do a commitment to do, do one every day, but do a three-minute one. Because you mm. sort of think that, well, in your life, you know, there's so many minutes, like surely you could uh, squeeze out three minutes somewhere. It doesn't have to be a special place. Yes. Somewhere, just just, just get it done. It's like tick it off the boxes. I think the anxiety around Getting it done is one thing, mm. and then it's like the benefits that flow out of having it done. It'd be, be more, be more hidden. But did the anxiety around, uh, and maybe anxiety is too strong a word. Yeah. Um, but did your feelings around getting started or just sitting there and doing it sort of put you off doing it? I think it was part of it was like trying to find this place where it wasn't noisy and things like that but um mm. the second time when i did a three minute one i picked a spot which wasn't like really particularly quiet yeah. just sort of picked a chair I, I think that might be the magic because you're not building it up too much mm-hmm. it's just you got three five minutes find a chair sit down and and, and do it Men- uh, which means that you can do it anywhere yeah that's right and and then you don't have to worry about I still think putting a little bit of pressure on yourself in terms of, um, you know, getting that, getting that return on your investment of time and, and mm. you know, putting the work in and so on. So I think the three minutes also takes that pressure off. Yeah. I think now that, you don't have to worry about it, It's such a small amount of time. I mean, mm. um, we all have three minutes here or there. Um, and, and you also think that in, if you screw this one up, then you've got you to just find another three minutes elsewhere. And I think I don't know what all these mental things that are occurring, right? It's all it is it's just meditation. It's like what's yeah. a big deal? It's not like you're doing like neurosurgery. I really love that. No, it's not like doing neurosurgery, but it can seem daunting. So I hope these examples of what Steve's gone through and what my son has gone through and gotten over with uh, you know, as I've said, a a more childlike view of the world is really helpful and um, relatable, but also I want to leave you with a sense of if you do put your mind to it, um, you'll get there. And Steve and I did talk about this experimental, almost playful nature of things. It's like having a playful attitude, playful versus learning attitude to it. Mm. That you're doing something new, you know, just play with it, learn yeah. along the way, discovery things. And we, we then sometimes you sort of think, well, we know what perfect looks like because you hear other people's podcasts, you see other people do things. Yes. But I guess what you don't realize that you, you as a beginner, 
you, you can't get to that perfect straight away. Um, and whatever you do, you might you might find out that was you're pretty satisfied with that along the way. And and maybe by the time you get to your 50th episode, you look back to you know your first 10, and you go, wow, how far has the journey? Yeah. I already feel that now. Um, uh, I, I, and I'm, I get so much, so much happiness and satisfaction out of trying something really new and pushing myself and, as you say, reflecting back on how far I've come in such a short space of time. Mm, the learning journey. So the magic is actually get started earlier. Um, like the image I have in my mind as I talk about this is like, you remember when you looked at the, the old Yahoo website or the old Google website mm-hmm. or Facebook? It's like they look horrendous yes. in today's standards, right? Yeah. But they had to go through those iterations to look like this today because otherwise, yes, they, they look horrendous if you look at those old photos of those old websites. So applying this uh, to you in the next week, um, what do you think? So let's say aim for what three, the three minute sessions. Hmm. Can you do five of them in the next seven days? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Let's give allow for two days off. Yeah, you just go five. <laughs> two days off. Yeah, a whole <laughs> a whole six minutes you've gained there. I hope you use them wisely. <laughs> yeah, use them for procrastination. <laughs> the mo- the most the most used uh, subject ever. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I do, if you can do it, try and do it at the same time or around about the same time each day. Don't have to, but I find in the early days that helps build a habit. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and try and link it up to something else perhaps. You know, if you, for example, do some morning stretches or something like that, maybe do it then or equally in the middle of your workday if you're having a bit of a break, um, you know, to get your mid-morning coffee or something like that, say, okay. I can get my coffee. That's my reward for my break, but I've just got to do this three-minute meditation first. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Okay, okay. So that's the commitment. Five uh, five times three minutes, and but the same time or the same – link it to the same activity. Yeah, if that, if that, I yeah. think that will help you get going at least. You, okay. Uh, um, but it's the kind of activity which as your experience builds and as you, you know, start feeling that it's doing a lot for you, then you will do it at any time. Uh, during the day, and and then as I've mentioned in uh, my pod, my podcast episode about the myths and tips around um, meditation, you don't have to worry about doing it every single day. Um, that that that's not an issue. But in the early times, it is nice to sort of build a bit of momentum so that you can get to the point which I think you're you're really keen on, which is good. It's really good to hear that you really want this to pay off. Um, but it will take time, and as you say, there's there's different steps and you you're, you're on a journey um, sounds very cliched, but it's true. Mm. So um, I reckon that's an achievable goal for the next week. Yep. I agree. I agree. Keith, uh, just make it enjoyable and playful. Yeah. Yeah. And keep that, uh, you, you really hit, you really hit on something there when you, when you said it is, it is just um, a bit of an experiment and, and to keep it playful. And just be curious about what you're going through. Um, not judge, don't judge it too much about mm. whether you think it went well or didn't go well. Just um, part of the exercise is actually, you know, you mentioned that visualization of 
uh, noting different parts of your body as you sort of work from head to toe. It's a very common, common technique. And I found it very hard when I got started too. I was a bit like you where I was uh, overthinking it. <laughs> so the some days when I'd start, I remember, you know, uh, I, I, I was feeling a bit tired mentally or someone. So I'd sort of just focus on the fact that, oh, yeah, I, 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 am, I am feeling a bit heavy in the head. And I would just sort of get stuck there for a while. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's just trying to get you to be more aware of um, what you're going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting techniques. Yeah, cool. Good Excellent. Journey. Well done, Steve. Yeah. And uh, we'll Thank check you. in with you in a week. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye. My thanks again to Steve Huey for his time and just being so thoughtful and really willing to share, you know, what's gone well for him and what's not going so well. We'll check in with him in a future episode to see how he's going, um, which is really exciting because I've actually recorded that next interview uh, following on from that. And actually, no, I won't say much about it, um, but uh, it's really great. And so uh, looking forward to dropping that in the uh, next episode or two. One last point I wanted to finish on with regards to this beginner's mind is in one of the articles linked in the episode notes is this idea of practicing the don't know mind. It talks about how this author calls it a simple contemplation that asks you to consider all the things within and around you that you don't fully understand. Rather than trying to figure these things out, you practice being at peace with the state of not knowing. In this way, you learn to relax into the moments when faced with a challenge or a conundrum and have no idea what will happen. Which I think brings us full circle in a way back to that childlike mentality and what my son was talking about. He was just willing to accept the unknown and have a sense of real curiosity about what he was trying out. And so I really hope that you take that um, on board and, and try it out and please let me know how you go. I've received some really great feedback and input from you over the last few episodes, so that's been really helpful. And as I said at the start of this episode, that's why I decided to make this episode about having more of a beginner's mind. So thank you, and um, I'd love to hear more from you and and send me your questions as well, because uh, I've also had people come to me with questions about meditation and mindfulness in this, you know, innovation or entrepreneurship context and. I've already started planning out future episodes on the back of those questions, so I'd really love to hear from you. The um, email is podcast at mindfulventuring.com or just click on the quick feedback uh, link in the episode notes. Thanks so much for your time again. And until next time, keep calm and venture on.